Talk about a dumb mistake. Okay. We had like 12 people on the team. Mm -hmm. Okay. We took the 12 people on the team that are managing the like $7 million a year online business that we had. Mm -hmm. We took them all to an event to run the event. While the online business was still happening, mm -hmm. we show up Friday at like 1 p.m. Like we got to the hotel. And we, guess what day the event started? The event started Friday night. Dumb. Bad idea. <laughs> Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Caitlin Poulin. Here, the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. What's up, guys? <laughs> How's my breath? Is it good? It's thanks. Dang. <laughs> I was going to make a joke because like, you can't smell my breath if you're watching. I can smell it. All right. Well, now that my breath's good, welcome to the Big Business Mistake Show <laughs> with Stinky McBreath Brandon and uh, Kaylin Poulin. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to hurl an insult at you, honey. I'm going to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's good because you're not coming right back. Yeah, I know. And then it'll just escalate, guys. <laughs> we've got a, we've got a good show today. Um, we're going to talk about one of the biggest enemies of success for entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about one of the biggest enemies of success. This is a big one. I'm pretty sure like we just literally left a two hour strategy day. Mm -hmm. Amazing entrepreneur mm -hmm. reminded me of like us kind mm -hmm. of yeah. like million dollar business at 20 years old. Yeah. Incredible. Can't wait to see what happens with that one. But her along with every single person that yes. I pretty much we've worked with struggles with this enemy mm -hmm. and it's rampant. Yeah. And I don't know how people, and we, we made the same mistake, right? So we're going to talk from like our experience of like why we did it and then what we had to do to fix it. But it's kind of crazy because I feel like every entrepreneur at any level has like struggled with this. And some like currently to this day, they're like, why will my business scale? And this is like the one thing you take a look at their business and you're like this right here, this exact reason that like you are unscalable right now. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. It is one of the biggest enemies to scale. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm sure I'm going to get heckled today. So <laughs> as long as somebody benefits the, the audience, I'm, I'm okay with it. Maybe it's just me. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know you benefit. Oh my gosh. Here we go. All right, guys. So one of the, the biggest enemies of success. Lay it on them. Biggest, guys, is complexity. Mm -hmm. Complexity. Complexity, and everybody complexity. right now is probably like, oh, my business isn't complex. I only have 15 products <laughs> that I sell. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you have three. Mm -hmm. So complexity is the enemy of success. Simplicity scales. Simplicity is manageable. Mm -hmm. um, it was so funny. We were working with a, an amazing couple last week. Mm -hmm. And they came in. They're like, yeah, we've just been running like this one thing and they're at like $3 million a year. Yeah. And they're like, we're, yeah, we're just running this one thing and maybe like we should be doing a bunch more, but like we don't really know what we're doing. I'm like, in a matter of two years, you guys have birthed a $3 million business. Yeah. Why? 
they're doing one thing. Mm -hmm. They have one offer. They've got one way to sell that offer. And that's all they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, the fact that you're only doing this one thing is the reason that you guys are where you are. Because I've worked with companies half the size and they can't figure out how to grow because they're trying to sell 12 things at once. Well, right? even when we started, like the trainer, how big did we get before we started, before we introduced like supplements and coaching and all that? Like, oh yeah. I mean, we, how, how much a year were we doing at that point? We, our first product was the tool time trainer. Yep. It was our first like digital product, right? Yeah. Which is basically an app that I built. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you literally grind a day and night, yeah, built, which is like, built the app. It was like 27 bucks a month or it was like two ninety seven. We for we scaled access. We scaled that offer. And we sold it like two different ways. We had mm-hmm. a membership and then yeah. we sold like an unlimited access pass, mm-hmm. right? By the way, l- go yeah. unlimited, not lifetime, guys. Do Your not merchants don't like the word lifetime. Mm-hmm. Fun side fact here. I need a, like a, I need like a- fun, <laughs> Like a ding, ding. Like a ding, ding. Like <laughs> yeah. I need like a- I'll do it. Ding, ding. <laughs> fun side fact from Brandon. <laughs> I'm like, because my mind is like so detailed. I'm like, so call it unlimited, mm-hmm. not- lifetime because you sell something lifetime technically they could charge you back lifetime you don't fulfill it Mm -hmm. right nothing is fulfilled for lifetime come on guys so i learned that one anyway so we sold this we packaged it monthly we did an unlimited access Mm -hmm. was called lifetime i learned that changed it yeah it was only like the first year and we we scaled that to four hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue yeah but we got one thing one thing one thing we like dabbled in selling apparel Mm -hmm. before but it never caught on. Like we continued to do it, but it, it didn't like make a big dent. And truthfully, we probably should have just not done that yet. Yeah. Well, and I think the difference here is too, like it wasn't an acquisition mechanism for us. The apparel was like back in for customers that came in. It That's wasn't, right. it wasn't, we were trying to have a different acquisition model and bring people in through clothing and then get them on like an app trainer, kind of like workouts and meal plans, like type of model. It was really just for customers that I already bought that were like asking for sure. So it wasn't a front end acquisition. So we're talking about front end acquisition here. Like, you know, yeah, well, and I'm talking about complexity mm-hmm. everywhere in your business, complexity yeah. in your comp plans, mm-hmm. complexity in your messaging, in complexity your in your metrics. Like I've got some examples of dumb mistakes I've made in this area all across the board. So we happen to do this right. Um, with that membership and we sold that product $400,000 a month and then we hit a ceiling and then we were like, all right, how do we grow from here? Right. So we did do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But then we, but then we introduced two new things instead of just one guys. We had this stretch where we're like, Oh yeah, they they just want more products from us. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just, let's just introduce. So we, we launched a new (laughs) info product every month. And Oh, before that we launched live events. We did our first live event where we also launched five supplements and we launched an entire coaching program. Have I told this story on the podcast? No, like a little bit. You want to talk about dumb complexity? <laughs> yeah. We went from no complexity to like, let's jump off the deep That's end. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. We had only digital products, okay? Yeah. We're like, let's do an event. Yeah. People are doing events. We can make money doing an event. It'll be great. We'll, we'll get the community together. Yeah. It'll be a blast. We'll, they'll get to meet them. We'll have our employees meet them. It'll be real. It'll be like real because it's not just like this invisible plumbing, you know, Mm -hmm. online thing. And then, so we did the, we did the event. Hey guys, I'm like, talk about a dumb mistake. Okay. We had like 12 people on the team. Mm -hmm. Okay. We took the 12 people on the team that are managing the like $7 million a year online business that we had. Mm -hmm. We took them all to an event to run the event. 
while the online business was still happening, mm -hmm. we show up Friday at like 1 p.m. Like we got to the hotel. And we, guess what day the event started? The event started Friday night. Dumb. Bad idea. <laughs> I was like, oh, like we'll save money on hotels. Oh my gosh, this is like my being cheap mindset, right? It's like, cheap. oh, I'm being efficient. No, he's being cheap. I know. And it was mad. It was absolute chaos. We had swag bundles to sell, right? So we had mm -hmm. introduced like. We had all of these swag bundles. Like a backpack and a shirt. We had no way to process them. I mean, literally, guys, there was a line of people. Almost everyone was buying. <laughs> we had no way to process it. We had not enough people. Forms were like flying everywhere. I had to like organize everyone into a line. This it is was, before, this is like outside of the event. Like the event yeah. doors haven't even opened. Yeah, this is like in the hallway. And our team is trying to set up like tables while people are like in line to buy. It yeah. was crazy. Mm -hmm. So we had a swag bundle. And then at the event, we launched our coaching program. Yeah. So added time. a whole new product line. <laughs> and we launched our supplement line. But it wasn't one supplement. It was five supplements. Five supplements. The whole line, the first orders we had taken. Now, like, we did convert, like, everybody in the room. Yeah. And but this is talking about complexity where, like, <laughs> complexity. Yeah, it was, it was a disaster. Guys, yeah. guys, the whole team was there running the event. Yeah. The business was still happening online. We showed up the same day that it started and we we launched basically two new product lines. It was absolute chaos. It worked, but it was chaos. Like, I wouldn't recommend it. I would not <laughs> recommend that. Yeah. Like so complexity is the enemy of success, right? So so I think one one way that that I think about this happening and that I see all the time is we're trying to sell too many things. Mm -hmm. Right? Like if you're writing an email, you're sending a text message, you have a sales page. Or you have an ad. You have an ad. Like you you cannot sell more than one thing at a time. You're going to confuse people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because different products have different messaging and it's a different consumer. So like if you just think of like us with Lean, the, the, the woman who wants to buy a shake to like it'd be the first step to weight loss is a totally different woman than the one who wants to buy like collagen. And so the messaging for like the collagen supplement, the messaging for like the weight loss, like, you know, meal replacement shake is totally different. Totally speaking to two different women, right? And so when you're trying to like create ads or emails or, you know, however, it's like you lead them in with the one product that's the majority of your business. That's like your top dog, you know, like lean was like 75% of our business. Right. And so once we, once we saw that, then it was like, we keep all the messaging for lean. Then as they come in and we're attracting that customer who we know is our customer for our ecosphere, then like the other things are on the back end, but we don't lead with collagen because it brings in a totally different customer than what like the lady boss base was. Yeah. Yes. So single unity of messaging in marketing mm -hmm. with one thing. Otherwise it's you, you're people are confused. They, they now have to make this decision. They're like, what am I selling? Am I buying this? Am I buying this? One of the big things that you just mentioned that's huge is the hero or the acquisition product. Yeah. So these companies I'm talking about that grew so fast are like, Oh, we just had it simple. It was like, they sold one thing they ran traffic to one thing. Mm -hmm. And that guys, that's all you need. Yeah. Right? You have like there's one offer that's just going to stand above the rest, one one skew, one product. Mm -hmm. Like business we just met with, two skews, right? They've yep. got they've got basically by the cow. So it's a it's a direct to consumer e-commerce company that sells like high quality, like the best beef, right? Mm -hmm. So by the cow, 
and buy the box, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we dumbed everything down and we simplified it to that. Instead of like add whatever you want to your car. Because there was like all these different configurations and was like, no, no, like it's buy the pound or excuse me, buy, buy the cow. cow. Like I want a quarter of a cow, half a cow, or it's by the box and I can put what I want in my box, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, how do we, how do you dumb down your offer and reduce complexity? How do you dumb down your marketing messaging mm-hmm. and reduce complexity? How do you dumb down your compensation plans and reduce complexity? Guys, like we spent a year unwinding complex programs. Mm-hmm. Like we had this this complicated like cash credit program where like as you as you bought from us, you earned like credits that you could cash in. And like guys, if it's hard to explain to your employees, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be even harder to explain it to your customers. Yeah. So we go to like here's how this works, right? Mm-hmm. We go to Ideaville. Yeah. Right? AKA events, masterminds. Yeah. Like we go to these these business mixers, whatever, yeah. idea land. Yeah. We get all these ideas, which is great, right? We need ideas. We need fresh perspective. We need to like think differently, challenge the status quo. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, the Nike movie. Yeah. What was it called? It's called... We just saw it in theaters. I don't remember. It was really good, guys. It just came out. Yeah. Dang it. What As of the called? recording, I don't know. I don't remember. I know it was the Nike movie and it was all about how they got Michael Jordan mm-hmm. uh, to sign with Nike when they were not in the basketball business at all. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm thinking about, um, I don't even know what I'm thinking about. I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? <laughs> I literally just like had screeching halt. Complexity. Yeah. And so we saw the movie and something wasn't complex. <laughs> I'm like, I literally, I don't know. We'll come back to it. So we're talking about a hero product, right? And so for us, it's like, I really want you to think of your products right now. So even if you're selling courses, right? If you're selling, say I'm selling courses about online marketing or whatever. If you think about like my high ticket course, like whichever one is the best performing for you, like each of these courses are for a different person, right? So which of the courses are the one that's like bringing in the majority of people, you know, and it's like lead with that. And then behind that, it's like, okay, here's also the course for this and this and this and this. So it's like, what's the hero product for you? Ours was lean. But if you're out there trying to market to five different demographics, have five different messaging, like now, like, you know, there's not a one simple journey for people to come through. Like the customer journey isn't simple. Like people would come through for the protein shake. Then it'd be like, oh, I want to take collagen for anti-aging or like hair, skin, and nails. Or, oh, I want to be on the women's gummy so I can stop taking a daily vitamin. Like those are all things that are added to the order and behind the hero product. But the hero product was like number one, right? Up yeah. front, like every, every, I want that. Every business just needs to laser in on the, the product that's doing 80% of the sales because mm-hmm. there's probably one product yeah. or one configuration that's doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's much better to spend your time iterating that iterating that hero product at 80% instead of trying to come up with new things and just adding complexity. Yeah. So let me give an example of that. So, so, so one of the things that we did is we had launched five supplements, right? And one of them caught, but we were still like caught fire. Like it was, it was driving everything. Yeah. And we had tried and we kept trying. We're like, no, but we need, we need to drive acquisition to this product and mm-hmm. this product and this product and this product. And guys, like you only need one leading offer. Yeah, we try to make all other four of them also their own leading product. Right. <laughs> you only need one journey to craft, mm-hmm. 
right? And so I love this concept of, we've all heard of the, the hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? Like the map of the hero's journey where you start and you're lost and you don't know, and then you meet your mentor and the wise man and you go on this journey overcoming your fears and like Harry, Harry Potter, Hobbit, <laughs> like all of these hero's journey. Well, your customer is having that same journey. And so you just need the product that catches them at the front of that journey to bring them in right? Or the message at that front end. And it doesn't need to be this like, oh, you have like six rungs and six different price points. And you have like the $7 thing and the $30 thing. And the, we feel like we have to like build this whole ascension for our customers, but really like we just need one entry point that works. And we figure out the math, Mm -hmm. the path of math, I like to call it because the math is the path. The path is the math. Mm -hmm. The math is the path. The path is the math, right? Like, Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can figure out how much you can afford to spend to acquire a customer, relate that to your profit margin and uh, identify the target cost per action, whether it's a call booking or whatever, call booking, appointment schedule, um, lead, purchases are better, and dial that that sequence in. And I've got this training. I, I did a training a couple weeks ago on this. Like if you just dial that in on one message, one product, one acquisition entry point, you could build an entire empire off of that. Yeah, That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we go to these events and we go to Idea World and Idea Land. We get all these, all of this information ideas and then we're trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, some of y'all need to stop going to masterminds. <laughs> yeah, and just st- sit at home and implement. Yeah. I actually did the opposite. I got to this point where this is a big, big dummy move for me. A year and a half where I didn't, I wasn't around. I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, mm-hmm. but I wasn't around anyone. I was yeah. like so focused on execution that I did, wasn't open to ideas. I think you can get on that spectrum. I think yeah. most entrepreneurs- Well, you just never swung back. Like it's, yeah. it's like a pendulum, right? Like right. you go get all the ideas. You're like, okay, here's what we need to do. This will work for our model. You get the one thing to go do and then you go execute on it right until like the execution is done and then like the pendulum needs to swing back the other way of like okay what's next we try to make everything in our business so complex but like everybody's doing all this stuff and it's working for everyone and stuff i just plugged in all 10 of these things into my business it's gonna blow up it's gonna explode i'm like yeah it's gonna blow up all right but not in a good way (laughs) not in a good way yeah yeah definitely i um so i think we have this idea that we have to add things to grow Mm -hmm. but it's business is not a game of addition. Mm -hmm. I think it's a game of multiplication, right? Like it's not this game of like, add this thing, add this thing, add this thing. It's, it's like, no, how do we just multiply what we're already doing? And that's what scaling is about, right? Like everybody wants to scale. That's the word. It's like, I want to scale. I want to grow. It's like most of the time you just need to do more of what's working now and not try to do so many different things, like honestly. And and most of the, the entrepreneurs that we talk to, it's just sorting through that priority and that list. It's like, okay, here's all the ideas I have. What are the ones that, what are the ones that I really need to focus on or what's the one? And usually there's like one, maybe two. Because really guys, like, I mean, I've had 150 employees. You can't do more than one or two things at a time. Yeah. You actually can't. With everyone like focused, driving yeah, like completion. Your your company can really only do a couple things at a time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like one month yeah. you you launch this program, another month you launch this program, you know, install things into 
a reoccurring rhythm and cadence and create predictable system with it, right? That's kind of yeah. how, how we would operate. Like we would stand this thing up. So let's say it was like, okay, we're going to do flavor drops, right? Okay, we're going to launch a new flavor of lean every single month because we were iterating yeah. and that's when we had a huge spike. Like that program, that pro program its first year did like $15 million. So it's like, okay, let's stand this thing up and then let's create a system to do it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it was because we needed that complexity to grow. And this is, this is the number, like if I had a whiteboard behind me, mm -hmm. like I have this like, you know, like texture stuff <laughs> that everybody has behind them. Right. I'm like, I've seen everybody has it in black. It kind of looks nice in black too. Yeah. But anyway, if I had a, if I had a marker, I'd be like, you only add complexity when it's necessary to grow. Yeah. Not just because. <laughs> not just because you went to ideal world and you're like, yeah. oh, to grow, I need to add stuff. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No, you don't. You just need to multiply what you're already doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what if you just double down on it? And double down on it. Yeah. And so we learn this lesson the hard way when it comes to our mistakes. Most like, of the time. Caveat. Caveat. Most of the time. Um, we learned this the hard way because we went from like having the trainer and we introduced supplements and we had coaching. And then somewhere along the line, we decided like, okay, we're going to start doing programs, which were like PDF programs, right? And so me and like our team of coaches, like we come up with a concept for what this new program should be. So say it's like a 14-day rainbow detox, right? Because we we're just like, okay, we'll stand up a new program that might end up being a new front end for us and blah, blah, blah. And so we create this whole program in a month. We launch it. We make you know money off that $27 program, whatever. Then the next month, it's a new program. And the next month, it's a new program. The next month, it's you know seven days, seven swap challenge. And the next month, it's uh, trim in 20 like workout cards, right? And so we kept doing this and doing this, doing this um, to create like a new front end, like a, a front end acquisition that would be like, okay, this is a good front in for the app and the trainer, like the workouts and the meal plans type of deal. And so every month we'd be doing this, the whole team would be on it. We'd have graphics on it, you know, coaches on it, me on it, copywriters on it, like everything. Right. And so every month we're having to do this new, totally new thing from the ground up to stand up. Right. And at some point me and you looked at each other and we were like, okay, let's actually like sort our products by SKUs of like what like actually is working like what are the top things that's where we found out and actually for the first time like we always knew that our protein shake was like the hero product but we never like had solidified and like named it such right of like this is the hero product so let's start looking at content in terms of um like how like when we were talking about content calendar and what should be in what slots what we call on a calendar of like okay the slot for today and content's going to go out about this product right and so we're like okay we should probably do it based on the most popular products to the least right and yep. so this is when we started like actually looking at numbers behind each one to where we saw oh my gosh like this one product is like 75% of our business and then we're like okay and these programs that we're doing are literally like not even a percent of our business at all. So why we spend a whole month, why we spend a whole month making a new program to launch every single month when like it, even if we did that, even if we did 75 of them a month, it still wouldn't touch the hero product. Wouldn't even touch it. Wouldn't even come close. Yeah. And so then we're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Like we need to kill that, right? We need to totally kill that. And yes, we have all these programs now we can give them away for free. Um, but we're like, okay, what if we just like double down and triple down on all that time and energy and attention that the entire team is giving to to make a new product? What if we just did that 
towards the ads of the hero product and like the copy and like re like iterating the sales page and how could we take the hero product and make it the same hero product but give it something new and so when you talk about iterating this is where we're like what if we launch like a new flavor of this product every month and we're like oh that's a great idea because people already love this product what if we gave them other options to buy it in? So we introduced a new flavor, which was brownie batter, right? Then after that, it was strawberry shortcake. And then it was cinnamon toast crunch. And this stuff would like sell out like in 24 hours, just mm -hmm. boom, gone. Because now it's like, we did not create a new product. We literally just gave an iteration of the favorite product. And that's the thing that literally like, you know, just blew up the business when we started doing that. Because if we knew 75% of the company was like, this product was responsible for 75% of the business, like, how do we take that and how do you take whatever your hero product is right now and make an iteration of that? So if it's a course, maybe it's the iteration is the workshop, right? Or like if it's a, if it's a, let's see, what's another good example? All I can tell you guys is that complexity is the enemy of success. Mm -hmm. And if you can just laser in on what is already producing work results, mm -hmm. because it's an allocation game. Yeah. And this is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Business is an allocation game. You're allocating your time, your resources, your team, mm -hmm. your capital. And it's like, are you allocating it according to the results of the areas you're allocating it towards? Like you said. Mm -hmm. So then we looked at our we looked at our revenue and it was, okay, these SKUs are doing this revenue. Let's allocate the slots and the marketing voice that we're giving them accordingly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the most powerful exercises and one thing that a lot, a lot of people don't really pay a lot of attention to, like we look at our top line revenue, right? Yeah. We look at, we look at our, our profit. We like, okay, we're, we're obsessed with like top line, which, mm -hmm. you know, may or may not be healthy. It depends on the situation, but what are your sales by skew? Like what's driving the, the money? Like, are you looking at a sales by skew report? Are you looking at product configurations like all products are not created equally in your business and are you are you spending time accordingly based on sales by SKU? because you may be like totally over over leveraged on a lower profit producing product and you know there's a concept called contribution margin right which is basically after the cost to create the product fulfill the product and acquire a customer for the product, like what's the contribution margin left over? And so like, I can't draw, I can't like explain a PL, but essentially after you've created the product, fulfilled the product and sold the product and acquired the customer, what drops down? And you may find, you may find an initiative or a part of your business that is basically draining profit mm -hmm. or has a very, is, is like maybe a high, Great example, friend of mine making a big pivot in their in their business. They have a software for network marketers and they found that um, one of their products was like 40% of their top line, but only like 10% of their bottom line. Mm. So it was revenue generated, but not a profit producer. Mm -hmm. And so, and they were, he's like, yeah, we're like, it's kind of scary. We're removing it. But I'm just like, yes, like you're going to take all of the resources and time and energy that you're allocating to 40% of this revenue, right? And and it's but it's only 10% of the bottom line. And you're gonna be able to reallocate that towards the other part of your business that is creating all the profit. Mm -hmm. Like that's the allocation game. Mm -hmm. 
And this is where, when we talk about complexity, what people don't understand is like when you introduce a new product, right? You're not just like, it's not just plus it's one not product. Pl- it's not plus one. It's <laughs> times 12. Okay. It's not plus one. It's times 12. Here, what I, here's what I'm saying. So if you have a supplement company and you introduce a new supplement, it's not just like, oh, we went from six skews to seven plus one. No, no, no. You have product training. You have product quality assurance for that product. Mm-hmm. You have another supply chain to manage or your supplier does. There's there's different ingredients in that. You've got marketing messaging for that product. You've got inventory, which is cash. And then you've got team that has to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got another set of metrics, right? And and the list keeps going. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's a multiplier. And so this is what people don't understand with complexity is that, is that it just bogs things down. And, you know, you look at these like mega giant companies like Amazon or Apple, and you're like, I always think like, wow, I know the complexity that goes into like, like, I couldn't imagine the complexity of running a car company. Like, like, yeah, the the engineering, all of the parts coming together, the sourcing, the the craftsmanship. They've got to manage their gross margins. Like, there's so much that goes into it. But guys, there's like hundreds of people involved, right? Thousands. Well, and just <laughs> yeah. like, and just like, you have the engineering, and then and then you have the actual production, and then you have the the uh, maintenance of those parts, and like all of this plays in this giant ecosystem. It's like. Yeah, there's thousands of people involved in that. And so if you have a business and you're you're, you know, 10 million or 20 million or wherever you are, right? You got to put that into perspective and so and so when you keep things simple, everyone's got breathing room. You have margin room. You got breathing room. You got headspace. You're not trying to create plans for all of these different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's necessary. Right. And I've, there's books that are like, Oh, you you know, in order to get from 2 million to 10 million, you have to add more products. I don't really agree with that. Well, we didn't, I really don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think eventually you do when you have to. And and this other thing too, is you're like, Oh, well, we're going to scale. So we need to go to, we're on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Okay. Best, best, cheapest traffic. If you can't make it work on Facebook, you're probably not going to be able to make it work on the other networks, on YouTube, on Snapchat, on TikTok, right? Uh, it's it's really always been that way. Now, if you're better at YouTube videos and that's your forte, maybe you could, but yeah. generally speaking- it's just the easiest to jump on with an ad right now. Generally speaking, if if you can make it work on that network, you can, you, you're not going to be able to make it work on the other networks like display or or native ads if if you can't make it work on Facebook, right? So generally speaking- but you don't need you don't need to go add two ad channels. You just need to get your dial in your numbers and grow on one. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna reach a ceiling, a threshold. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, like, like we can't get there anymore, right? Like we can't grow it anymore. We're hitting our ceiling. Okay, cool. Let's add another network. One. Yeah. Like I can't tell you guys how many quarterly meetings we had. We're like, all right, this quarter we're gonna do YouTube and Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do YouTube, we're gonna do Snapchat, we're gonna do display. We're gonna do all of them. We're gonna do Instagram. Like <laughs> it never happened. No. It never happened. It was it, it it was like we we could add one at a time. And so when you think about 
traffic sources, it's, it's one at a time. Like add one on because the complexity is 12X. There's a whole nother set of rules to the game that you're gonna play in. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna compete against those that are, are winning in it, like if you're spread too thin, then jack of all trades, master none. I, I believe that mm -hmm. in business for sure. It, I mean, that's how it played out with us. Yeah. And we made that mistake so many times. Like yeah. we try, every time we try to dabble in something, we got crushed. We're like, oh, we're going to dabble in, in email buys. It was like, no, you have to go all in on something. Mm -hmm. But we were like, I had this thought. I'm like, oh, like, like we could just, you know, go in the planning and we're going to do this, yeah. this, and this. We're going to hit it from all angles. <laughs> Yeah. And I believe in putting irons in the fire, mm -hmm. but when it comes to like major acquisition sources, major products, um, or initiatives in the business, like you only have so much channel bandwidth to, to work with and then you just reach your cap. Yeah. So if I'm a person right now that's listening to this and like, okay, I think I might have too many things, like too many front end products that I'm trying to like scale right now. Like what, what would you do? How would you like, what's your plan of attack of like how you would take it from too many to I would, I would run a report and say in the last 45 days, how much have I sold of each of my products? And I would run that report, look at the top product and there might be two, but there's probably one, mm -hmm. right? Look yep. at that top product and I would, I would go all in on that product. Mm -hmm. So all of the bandwidth and marketing and sales and resources that I have and product improvement and development, I would go all in on. Yep. Just make it the best product it can be. Mm -hmm. Focus on acquiring that customer. Understand what the LTV of that customer is. How much can I acquire them for? Understand when my cash breaks even. Get an attribution and tracking system set up and run paid traffic. Yep. And That's I would, what I would do. Yeah, and I would say behind behind that, like the biggest thing is like, then once you have that one product that's acquiring, then it's like you're retargeting what the other products or programs or services that you have, or you're emailing about the other products, programs and services that you have. Like yeah. once you have these people, like, and they entered in like through one program, like you attract them with that one thing, then it's like now retargeting now offers and emails and triggers and all those things happen to like give them, show them the rest of the product suite that now they want to add on. So even like in the upsells in the car and the bumps in the car yep. and um, you know, everything else that happens after you have this customer, like that's when you start introducing the other products and programs instead of like trying to tell, do everything on the front end. So what about you on like the content side in, and like writing scripts or, creating ads, like where did you see complexity? Like where did you make a mistake in that that side? Uh, well, I think it was all based off this is I would try to make different ads for like every single product. Like before we had this, you know, revelation mm -hmm. that it was like, here's the one hero product. Um, it was like, okay, I have to make X amount of ads for this product. I have to make X amount of ads for this product. I have to make X amount of ads for this product. And it was like that across all five supplements and then programs and then coaching. And so, and I was like, we don't like, I can't, we can't even put out the amount of content of like the amount of products and programs that we have, right? Plus all these PDFs that are launching. And so I think like when you say that it was complex, it's complex for the customer, right? Because then it's like, there's not the one thing that you're asking them to do. You're telling them that they need all of these things to do, right? And so from their perspective, it's like, oh, well, I'm not sure if I want to do this because if I do this, like I have to have all of these things and I have to do all of this stuff and I have to like, start working out and I have to have the the workouts and I have to have the meal plan and I have to have these programs and I have to have all five of these supplements. Like it's so complex for them that they're like, it's overwhelming. Right. And so once we have this revelation and it really became about the one hero product, 
then it's like all I did was focus on making like those milkshakes and making those recipes with it and making um, these types of bakes with it or these cookies or putting it in the coffee, right? Like all the different ways to use that one product. And then what's cool is, um, well, especially if it's like a, you know, we had supplements, so it's easier to do this, but I, I could start pointing to the other supplements without ever talking to them. So I could say like, today we're going to make this milkshake and I would use the hero product. I would u- use the protein shake, right? But but then, <coughs> but then I could say- powder in the air. Yeah. But then I could say, um, oh, like this specific shake is like the fountain of youth shake, right? And I would use lean and I would talk about the hero product. Product but, integration. Exactly. But yeah. then I would say we're also going to add a scoop of glow. And I wouldn't even talk about glow at all. But I would just show like here showcase another product that's being used, but solely only talking about the hero product. Mm. And so once like all the content kind of funneled through just using the hero product in a million different ways and showing examples of it and use cases of it, like all the content became that. So then as people came in, it's like, okay, there's only the one thing to do. It's not overwhelming. If I'm going to join this company, this is the message is all I have to do is like drink this shake a day. Like that's the message, right? I don't have to have five different supplements. I don't have to have 10 different programs to do. I don't have to work out every single day. It was just the one entry point of having a shake a day that simplified everything down. And that's when the business like actually skipped. So good. So guys, you should be thinking, how can I reduce complexity? Mm -hmm. Like, where where are things just overcomplicated? Yeah. Well, you were talking like, about reports a minute ago, right? Like this is a huge one for us. Like we were freaking tracking everything, every metric, every everything. And oh so it can be complexity in the back end as well. Like even if you're like, no, I have my one thing that I'm doing, the complexity in your business could be found in the back, like in the back of your business. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I looked at, and you know, it's so funny. I looked at our, um, our CRM and our pipeline mm. for enterprise CEO. Mm. And I was like, why do we have so many steps? Yeah. And like, it's interesting because I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm a DC personality. For those of you who know DISC, we got to do, I'm going to do a podcast on how to understand personality profiles with hiring. Oh yeah. Because so this is probably, I would say top three most important things that I utilize in ha- deciding on hires and making good decisions on hires. There's not a whole lot that's more important than that in your company. I'm going to do I'm going to do a podcast on that for sure. Okay. Maybe we'll do that next. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. We should do that one. Love that. Um, and so you're a DC, which means you are super direct and super controlling. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then you're married to me. So I'm detailed. So I'm looking, (laughs) so I'm looking in my, I'm like trying to just dodge that one. I'm just trying to like (laughs) swerve. So I'm looking at, at our pipeline. I'm like, why are we have so many steps? Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I get over detailed sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'll dig in and create like, and and guys, the details matter. But again, it's like that, that minimum effective dose, Mm -hmm. that minimum effective dose. I've heard you say that 8 million times on all of our meetings. We'll be like, well, how much shout out to to Alex Charfin for that one? Like he said that I heard that from him and I was like, I love this. So it's like, what's the, I'm like, well, how much per, permission should I give someone in the drive to have access? That's a contractor. I'm like minimum effective dose, the least amount that they need. Mm -hmm. That's effective. It's like, how many steps should you have in your process? Minimum effective dose. Like I looked at it the other day. I was like, okay, we got to trim this down. Right. And so for those of you who are really detailed, it's a strength, but it can be a weakness because you'll overcomplicate the steps in the process. And like six Sigma lean is something you hear a lot about, about dialing in a process. And it's like, 
how do you make the least amount of transitions and steps yeah. impossible? And friction. How do we reduce friction, guys? Like complexity. Like why do we need all of these steps for a customer to walk through? Yeah. It's like, why do we need to like make them click the link, open the thing, click again, download it? Like why can't they just click it and just open it right up? Like yeah. how do we remove friction? The more friction, the more people you lose. Yeah, so like, you're talking about metrics. Oh my yeah. gosh, guys, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We profession we, we professionalized our business because it was We so over chaotic. we over All right. over professionalized yes. our We went from like one end of the like just freaking scaling with our hair on fire and like everything was everywhere and not really like organized just freaking blowing up business and then yep. we we went from there to being like okay, we got to like organize everything. We got to have manuals for everything. We got to have metrics for everything. We got to track everything. We have to have like every, like we over professionalize it because we swung the pendulum a yeah. little too far. Yeah. Well, I mean, we dialed it in. Like I remember people come in and they were like, I've never seen something so organized. Yeah. It was like your onboarding process. And, yeah. and it was great. And I was proud of that. And it was like, we needed process, but we definitely overdid it. Yeah. Right. Like we sacrificed sales, sales. at the altar of system and procedure, mm. which is never a good idea. That was a big mistake that we did. Like I remember coming in and being like, I'm like, the the goal is not to have process. The goal is for the process to serve sales. Yeah. Well, we I think we had had like our first down month or whatever. And it was like, or like we were in like a quarterly sprint. I read a book called Predictable Success mm -hmm. and it talks about this cycle yep. where like you grow so fast and you're in this exciting growth mode and then like sales is over promising fulfillments under delivering yeah and then it turns into okay we got to go fix the back end and then we get like on the hamster wheel the tread the treadmill we get stuck yeah just over systematizing things remember the snow pass the what <laughs> the snow path no yeah we're no, be like once path. you trudge the path You've like built the snow path for like the other person to walk behind. Oh, that's you such a good one. And every person had to like everything they did. We had to create the snow oh path gosh. for the next person. Yeah. So then it was like, like legit, like a person would kind of pave the way yep. in a new thing that was being done. And they had to log and like track every single thing that needed to be done. It, Brandon called it the snow path. So that if anybody else needed yeah. to do it, there was a snow path created. But then there's like snow paths being created for st stuff that like people would never have to do again because once it was set up, it was set up. And so there's just all these things being done in the back end to professionalize the business that ended up handicapping sales because then everyone's attention is on how to create the snow path. I have to create the process. Yeah. I have to create the system. The I have snow to path is a system. solid concept. It is. It was, we just over, we, we just overdid it. We overdid it. Like, <laughs> and from a metric standpoint, I remember like coming in this, into one of our leadership meetings and we're going through these metrics and I'm just like, it, it was like 25 minutes. Yeah, you're of like just, open up. Yeah. It was 25 minutes of metrics. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I opened up my, uh, my metric sheet that I looked at, like at the highest level. And I was like, there's 65 rows. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is crazy. Like you can't possibly track and like understand and like see yeah. and be able to predict off of 65. Yeah. It's like, it's like metrics. you can do anything as long as you don't try to do everything. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't measure everything, right? And so I you can measure it. But I got just, obsessed recently yeah. over what are like the most in, uh, the ten most important numbers in your business that you need to know, mm -hmm. and I dialed into that and I I created that as a scorecard, you know, the fundamental scoreboard for a business. Mm -hmm. And but I remember at one point I was like, "There's 65 numbers here." Mm -hmm. I'm like. 
I'm not even, and, and you know what's crazy is the amount of time it was taking people to get those yeah. numbers, calculate them and plug them in the sheet was just wasted resources. Mm-hmm. I was like, you want to save, you want to increase profits in your business right now? Like, and I would go say- Go kill the metrics that you aren't actually go, looking at. <laughs> go kill all the reports that you don't think you need or just kill all of them and see which ones you actually need and see like who comes running with their hair on fire because they don't have their report. Yeah. And it's mind blowing like how much time is spent on just collecting data. Yeah. And you then no one point. was actually looking at. And I was like, I'm not even looking at half these numbers. And so it's like complexity. And it turns out someone's spending like four hours getting you that report every week. Yeah. That you weren't even looking it's at. It's like a whole job. Yeah. Like a whole person. No, it was like a whole job <laughs> just to like <laughs> assemble all these numbers. So I was like, I want to track everything. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it, it, it gets wild, guys. So we have to be careful of that, right? We, we can end up with complexity in numbers and data and reports. We're like tracking all this stuff. And it's like, it's like, every little micro step in the journey and every calculation, it's just, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling you, after after we professionalized the business and then we went back and simplified it, mm-hmm. that's when we we, we we grew 50%, 30 to 44 million. Yeah. That was like, it was lasering it on the hero product, simplifying, and then we started stripping out the things that weren't driving contribution margin. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, we did less and we got more results. Like we worked harder doing less things. We were more focused mm-hmm. and we ended up with more results. Yeah. You know, and I just, I'm, I have a toxic trait of this. When I do planning, I think we can accomplish way more. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll be there in five. Like my team knows yeah, like no. when I say five minutes. It's really like 20. Like every night Brandon tells me, I'll be like, we got done with the meeting yesterday. Then it was like five o'clock. And he's like, hey, I have some things to wrap up. I was like, okay, and so I'll I should be down hold for off. Dinner. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I should hold off and make dinner. He's like, no, make dinner right now. I'll be down in 20. Because in my so mind, I'm me, like, I want it to be ready right when I get downstairs. You yeah. Know? And for me, if so he says right into it's it. going to be 20 minutes and it's going to be 520 when he comes downstairs, to me, that means start cooking dinner at 520. Because like every single time, like yesterday, he came down at 550. And I was like, well, thank gosh, dinner wasn't ready at 520 or be sitting here cold. And you for even 30 said, minutes. you're like, is like, oh, no, it's going to be 45 minutes. Yeah. And I literally came down in 45 minutes. Yeah. I, I just know it. And so it's like, yeah, just stop making things complex for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, in my head, I'm like, she's going to cook dinner and I want to like step downstairs when it's like on the table. No. I you don't want step downstairs when it's on the table. It's been sitting there for I don't like want to waste a second. You know, I don't want to like come down and then I'm going to be like sitting there 10 minutes like, no. hey, can I help? And then it's like, get out of my way. I cook everything else and then I put the meat on the trigger when you walk downstairs. Because then it's like 10 minutes. Uh, I wish everybody listening could get a taste of your Traeger food. Yeah, so good. Oh my gosh. I like cook everything on my Traeger. We're not affiliated with Traeger, no. but you should buy one. <laughs> and yeah. and you should find a Kaylin to cook <laughs> on it for you. Do they come with? No. No. They don't, no. They don't yeah. come with me, but. Yeah. Well, mine did. <laughs> I got the sweet end of the deal on that one. <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh. Like it's, it's insane. She made these like peach ribs. Oh yeah. The peach tea ribs. Oh, peach tea ribs guys. Yeah. If you're hungry right now, <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to if come you're not, you probably are now. Well, I just say one of the things like, you know, with, uh, with these seven, eight figure businesses that we work with and do like strategy dates with, or, you know, their long-term clients with us. Like one of the biggest thing you did for them was like hand them over. Like here's, what do you call it? The scorecard? Scoreboard. So, yeah. The scoreboard. So it's like, we went from 65 metrics to 10, right? And then you started like 
you'd meet with these guys and be like, okay, what are you looking at? And either be like, they were looking at nothing or they're look they were like us and like looking at way too much. Yep. Right. And then it's like, you hand them over and you're like, okay, like here's your tin that you need to plug in here. And this is what you look at every day. And so sometimes even, even with, you know, the, the lady we met with today, sometimes she, like at the literally at the end, she said, it's so much more simple that it feels like it should be way more hard than this was like her comment at the end. Cause way she was more like, hard. Yeah. It should be way sorry. Way more hard. <laughs> it should hard, be way guys. harder. It should be way harder than this. Sorry. Sorry. Um I liked it. <laughs> and she's like, it feels like it should be way harder than this because now it's like simplified to this point where I only have two, it's like by the cow or by the box, right? That it should feel like this doesn't feel right because it feels like it should be way more complex. And I'm telling you, like, if your business is in that place right now of like I have to have complexity. I have to have more things. I have to be offering more and all this stuff. It's like, no, like it doesn't have to feel, it doesn't have to be that complicated to scale. And it's actually probably the thing that's keeping you from it. hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Love it. So good guys. Guys, this is, uh, this is complexity is your enemy. It's a shiny highway. There's Mm -hmm. a shiny highway of flashy objects. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even talk about this. This is like, this is like where you meet entrepreneurs where you're like, yeah, so I'm, a crypto investor, I'm doing Airbnb arbitrage <laughs> and I've got a coaching company and I'm like, so you do nothing. And I also have this side business that sells supplements that you I'm part of in. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't do anything, mm-hmm. right? Now, like unless you have a business model that's structured around portfolio businesses, there's other operators or you've scaled something like, but if it's your, it's your kind of like first go and you're like, I'd say all together, you're like under 10 million in revenue and you've got multiple businesses and you've been stuck. Like you got to pick one. You should pick one. Mm-hmm. Like sell the other ones, mm-hmm. you know, like we didn't even talk about this, but, um, I saw, I don't remember who it was. Someone did a video and was like, there's a girl in the red dress and the girl in the red dress like a scary story. gets this- prettier every time she walks by you as you get more, as you what girl you're, in the red dress? You're, <laughs> I'm about to beat up this girl in the red dress. As your business grows, it's a metaphor. <laughs> okay. It's a just metaphor. Make, just make it sure. I don't have any doubt you're going to beat up any girl <laughs> that shows up. If you guys Google Kaylin Tool IFBB Pro and you'll be like, yeah, she's going to beat him up. <laughs> like you. I don't have to look like that to beat him up. No, no, you can beat him <laughs> up. I promise. I'm like, when Kaylin right. goes out, when Kaylin goes out and like on her own, like she spent a week doing a, on a business trip. Uh, for for one of our portfolio companies, she like, I don't even worry about her. I'm like, she's gonna beat like if some guy tried to mug her, she would beat him up. Yeah, like she'd wreck it. Like I yeah. love that. Anyways, so you're admitting that I beat you in the wrestling match. No, you didn't beat me in a wrestling match. <laughs> okay, guys, she didn't beat me in a wrestling match. <laughs> no one will ever know the truth. Seeds of doubt here. Seeds of doubt. Yeah, yeah. Seeds of doubt. Fake seeds. <laughs> these are these are okay. Uh, so now that I'm not gonna have to beat up a girl in the red dress, you can continue with the story. So the idea is like the the more you you rise, the more success that you have, the more your business grows, the shinier the objects that go by, the sexier the girl in the red dress Mm -hmm. becomes. And it's like, you have to say no, right? And I'm- You better say no. People say, hey, being a season is saying no. Like I've seen this, but it's, the reality is it's the boring work brick by brick and Mm -hmm. focusing on- the core activity, the core product, the core, the fundamentals, it's always that. It's yeah. always that. It's like John Wooden comes in the basketball team, you know, yeah. like one of the winningest coaches of all time and like teaches the guys how to put on their shoes and their socks properly. Mm-hmm. 
like the fundamentals, mm -hmm. you know? It's so funny because- Because I, if you put your socks on wrong, then you end up with blisters. If you don't tie your shoes yeah. and you don't tie your shoes right, then you end up with blisters and you end up injured, right? Like, and so it's like the little things like that to focus in on and be like, okay, like if I don't focus on these fundamental things, like where like blisters in your business will pop up. Yeah. And like everything is a means to the end, which is the scoreboard mm -hmm. of revenue, profitability at the bottom. Unless you have a growth play and you're selling your business and it's, you know, it's venture backed and you have a revenue play, focus on revenue, right? But if you're bootstrapped, like you need to focus on profit, mm -hmm. right? And like revenue will dip, or excuse me, profit will dip as you go through heavy growth phases where you're like jumping from one rung to the next. And there's some different reasons for that. So that's okay. But like, we need to keep our eye on the ball and it's all a means to that end, right? But if we're, if we're not careful, the means will become the end. The process will, the complexity, adding stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, guys, we, we have to reduce complexity as an enemy of success. Mm -hmm. It will rob you. It, it doesn't will, have to be this hard. <laughs> it will distract you. It will make it feel hard. You will mm -hmm. feel scatterbrained. Like you'll be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I know because I have like an insane drive. I wake up in the morning. And I'm like, how do I do more? How do I accomplish more? How do I get more? And I have to remind myself, it's like, okay, like what's working now? How do I double down on that? What's driving revenue? What's driving profit? It, the answer is not, the answer is not adding all these w bells and whistles. Like the answer is focusing on what's most important and laser beaming on it. It's, it's, it's it. It's not a, it's not a wide net. It's a laser beam. So how can that. you be a freaking laser beam? How do you laser beam on what's strip moving the needle? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, That's, and how do you stiff arm the chick in the red dress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely gonna. The next chick I see in a red dress, she's got to come in. Laser in, <laughs> stiff arm the chick in the red dress. I think we found our title, guys. <laughs> we found our hook for the episode. <laughs> stiff arm the yeah. stiff arm the red dress, uh -huh. and ignore the highway of shiny objects flying by. It's overwhelming, guys. I mean, our attention span is freaking half a second. Like people used to say it was nine seconds. I think it's half a second. Our yeah. attention span is like, how fast do you thumb in between videos, videos on, on Facebook. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, whatever they all, they're all the same now. They all just have vertical videos. It's like, how fast do you thumb in between? That's our attention span. Like we want everything now guys, but business is a long, boring game. People that win at it. It's a long, boring game. It's laid brick by brick. We but want all every the best businesses are boring. That's what you have to like. We have to like remind them. Is like we like you know the fundamentals are boring. Some, yeah, and sometimes we're like, oh, like this is just I don't you know I'm not passionate about it or whatever. And it's like the boring thing and like this bright shiny thing over here that someone's doing. I want to partner in and all this stuff. And it's like, but the boring businesses, like the boring businesses, are the ones that like scale. You know, that's like, we have friends right now that are just trying to go around and buy boring businesses like dental offices and, you know, agencies or yoga studios and like do all this stuff and like roll them up and everything because it's like the boring businesses scale. Like they'll always be there because it's like the one thing that you're coming to them for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great thought. I love that. So keep it simple, guys. Keep it stupid simple. Yeah. Eliminate complexity. Stiff arm the girl with the red dress. Laser beam focus. Like... <laughs> F O C U S <laughs> like hiring people is boring. Like doubling down on what's already working and not doing something new can be boring. Mm -hmm. 
right? Sticking to the fundamentals and not doing all these new shiny things can be boring. But you only add complexity when necessary to grow. So those are principles that I swear by, live by, know they work, have, have implemented it, have experienced them myself and I bring them, we bring them to you guys because we want you guys to win, we want you guys to crush it. So thanks for watching today, guys. I'm about to tell my embarrassing moment in just a second. Oh. But if you guys listen to this podcast and you loved it or it helped you, we'd love for you to leave a written review, five-star it, written review. What was your favorite takeaway from this podcast episode specifically? Like what's the one nugget that you're like, I need to walk away and focus on this. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna give our embarrassing moment. That was a great call to action, babe. Yeah, yeah. Five star review. It's yeah. not gonna be five stars. Don't leave it, but leave it written because <laughs> the written ones help a lot more. <laughs> yeah, send those to our email. If yeah, it's or not you five. become the girl in the red dress to me, and then yeah. I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I love it. Are right, you ready for? I was I was like thinking on a good embarrassing moment for today. You you got one? Yeah, I got one. All right, let's all right, hear it. All right, so I don't know what this is, guys. I'm kind of scared. No, but you've experienced it. You're so mad at me. So I used to be notorious for like if I'm traveling, I would put like all different kinds of like ibuprofen and mydol and everything in like oh one my, bottle. I can't believe she's going here. <laughs> this is why you guys listen to the episode right now. This is going to be worth like it was already worth it, but now it's double worth it. Oh my gosh! And so, um. So I'm like notorious to this, right? Because I don't, I wasn't like the person that like, I'm going to travel with 10 different bottles of medicine or things that I'll need while we're, while we're gone, right? So uh, we're on this, on this trip to Mexico where we take all of our clients. It's like a, you know, the high ticket clients retreat their one time a year, like annual trip that we do with all of them. It's an ascension event for us, right? So we go, we do this awesome event on the last day. We basically ascend them or, you know, some of you might say renew, but we say ascend, ascend them to the next level of like their coaching contract. Okay. So on the last day, I always give this big, awesome presentation. It's amazing. And, um, everybody signs up. It's, it's, it's great. And so, but what's, what happened, what, what happened was I, you know, it was that time of a month, that month. And so I'm getting ready to go. Um, and I just started. And so I got ready to go over to do this presentation, which like the whole weekend is literally for this presentation I'm about to do, right? Like without this presentation, there's no point to the entire event because it's like how we, you know, get women like focused on the next goal and the next thing, like like yeah. renewing. This is where contract. we help them. Yeah. This is where we create revenue. Yeah. Yes. This is what pays for the whole yes. event to happen. Yes. And so I'm like run out the door. I'm about to be late. The culmination. So, so I go, I, I get to my doll, take them. And then I'm having to go over to the other property um, to do the presentation, right? So I roll up and I was already like feeling bad. And I'm like, take two model. And I get up there and this is like a two hour presentation. You know what I mean? Like I'm like up there in it for two hours, focused, focused. But then like, you know, halfway through the presentation, I really start like feeling bad. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it through this. <laughs> and then like 30 minutes left in the presentation, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like so tired. I need to go lay down. Like I need to go to bed. Like I'm not gonna make it through. And then for somehow I make it through the last 30 minutes. I'm like about to die up there, you guys. Like I literally thought I was just gonna like pass out on the floor. In front of a hundred people. In front of a hundred people. Like that's how bad it was. And so afterwards, after I get done, like I was so exhausted that I just literally like I didn't even like leave or like walk out I literally just like sat down in the front row chair as close to where I was speaking as possible I literally sat down there and was like oh my gosh like somebody's gonna have to carry me back to my room and and then I had like clients come over they were sitting next to me asking me questions and I just remember like looking at them and like my eyes were all like droopy and I like couldn't even <laughs> keep my eyes open and I'm like trying to answer questions I'm, like I don't know you gotta ask you gotta ask someone in the back like they know I'm sorry I'm just feeling really bad like I could 
couldn't keep my eyes open. I was slurring my words. Like they had to have thought I was like drunk, but they knew I wasn't drunk because I literally just gave a two hour presentation and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And so it wasn't until I was like leaving and going like literally in that moment talking to that girl and I was st- standing up to try to walk out of there and I was like, I can't even walk <clears throat> that I realized that Kaylin, those two things that you took on the way over here that you thought were two blue mitol were two Tylenol PM. <laughs> so I legit, you guys, took two Tylenol PM before the biggest presentation of the year for all of our coaching clients. Before this ascension, I took two Tylenol PM and then made it through that presentation. And like, no wonder I was like, I'm literally about to pass Not out. Not one, but two. Two. Two Tylenol PM and then give full presentation. I get knocked by one of those things. I know. Like, and so... That's like my secret weapon if I really need it. Yes, like... Like, like really need it because, you know, when you get so amped up at events, sometimes it's hard to like fall asleep even with melatonin, like my brain will just keep going. And so I was just like, I have those as backup and I accidentally just saw they were blue, took them, thought they were mitol, gave a whole presentation with two Tylenol PM in my system. And like, no wonder at the end when people were asking me questions, like I couldn't even hold my eyes open. So guys, moral of the story, don't mix your pills. Now I have a nice little Brandon. Brandon got me a nice little pill container. <laughs> Separate my stuff in. <laughs> guys, I had to buy her a pill container. I'm like, this is a hazard. <laughs> and by the way, this is not the first time this has happened. Oh, no. Well, I'll tell the we'll, other one on a different one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, there's another pill story where there was a, a very specific incident where she mixed up the pills. Oh, yeah. like, and it's worse. You can't have a pill container and put like five different kinds of pills in it. And then I mean, just I like, could until this point, but then I still didn't listen after the second time. I, yeah. Yeah. So we'll save that one for next time. <laughs> that was even worse. Guys, you heard it first. Okay. Complexity is the enemy of success. Yes. And don't put all of your pills in one pill bottle, <laughs> especially when you're about to do a presentation in front of a hundred people. Or at least double check. Yeah. Double check. There you go. Love it. Guys, thanks for joining us today. We had a blast with you. We'll see you on the next one. Big Business Mistake Show. We out. Bye. See you guys.